Ladies and gentlemen, staring up with the scary Z, we all know we are the right enough for the disgate that says the soup. Great thing to do, no. We are the house very right enough for the dick, well, you need to push the skate that's it on Z. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. <laughs> and you're listening to the Forgotten Horror Podcast. That's right, for the month of October, Forgotten Cinema will be sinking their teeth into a horror movie every week. Each episode, we will highlight a horror movie that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, Maybe audiences were too scared to see it in theaters, or the movie simply didn't catch on in its initial run. We'll break down all aspects of the movie as well as discuss what we love or perhaps don't love about the movie. But we'll always suggest that you revisit. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are available. That scared me. Uh, Did it? (laughs) No. I just want to do it different. You, when the sound effects are behind there, you'll, Whoa, you'll know. Now we're having. I didn't know we were doing sound effects. Listen, I control the narrative here. Whoa. Thunder! <laughs> All right. So today, <laughs> so this week, we are doing the 2006 animated uh, creepy movie. No, comedy, horror comedy. Not not horror. Eh, comedy. The kids. What the heck is this movie? The Monster kids, House. It's a kids Halloween movie. <laughs> We're doing Monster House uh, real quickly. So uh, let me go into what Monster House is about. If you do not know what we're talking about. Is it about a monster house? Uh, it is, in fact, about a house that is a monster. I yes. Watched the right movie. Okay, nice just job. Sure. And, and we did not watch any extended editions. We both watched <laughs> the same version. Yippee. All right. So sorry, I'm quoting from Phantom Menace. So here we go. The parents of 12-year-old DJ Walters, which uh, this is the first time I knew his last name. They go away for the weekend, and he is being left in the care of a babysitter named Elizabeth, who would prefer to be called Z because she is a punk rocker, I would assume. Oh, yeah. DJ has been spying across the across his uh, across the street is a house that DJ spies on that uh, Mr. Nebercracker is uh, lives there and he always yells at children and he steals their toys and he tells people to get off his lawn and he's just all around creepy and the house is in disrepair. It looks nothing like any other house on the block. So DJ thinks that there's something going on as he always spies and he thinks that the house or Mr. Nebercracker is spying on him. His friend comes over and he says, you know, knock it. His friend Chowder comes over and says, knock it off. And then they, he loses his basketball and DJ goes to get the basketball. Nebercracker comes out, yells at him, says, get off my lawn, blah, 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 takes the basketball. What ends up happening uh, throughout the story is that the house, Nebercracker, they have a, I guess, an altercation where he, he yells at DJ and he ends up having a heart attack and he's taken away. And then the house starts going crazy and the house starts coming out with its, uh, 
tongue that's a rug and starts you know, it takes, the house comes alive yeah, it yeah comes alive takes a dog and basically they are fighting against this house to stop whatever's going on in this house try to figure out why the house is a monster house why it's stealing toys why it's eating people because that ends up happening throughout the movie and you know and then that's it save the day and, and whatnot that's as short as i could do <laughs> okay well i mean that's the general plot we end up talking about the movie regardless right. so yeah but as as we all as as we all know that I like to do, I like to uh, come out with some production facts, and I'd like to say that I'm very proud that I created a spreadsheet this week. It's all purple, and it's you know because that's I, our theme. I, I, I will say it's it is a very nice spreadsheet. It's, I am actually going to start adopting it yes! going forward. Uh, we should def. Oh man, we should maybe sell this spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Any podcasters looking to uh, discuss different <laughs> movies or TV? You know, I actually might use that. And like adapt it for two player bros. Oh, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa. Sure. The, then that's you have to give me credit every time you use it. Absolutely. <laughs> and and again, what did I tell you about free plugs during the show? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Monster House was released on July 21st, 2006. It was a Friday. It's a runtime of 91 minutes. It's rated PG. Had a production budget of $75 million. It's opening weekend. It grossed $22 million. Domestic 73, worldwide 140. So not bad. Pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, you know, uh, I I think I know why this movie was forgotten. And I know I keep saying this in the beginning of our podcast, like, oh, we'll get back to it. And then I know that we'll do the podcast. And I don't forget to talk. We'll about be like, it. oh, man, we forgot to talk about. It. Don't let me forget to talk about it if I say that. So I'm saying that now. Make sure we bring it up later. Write it down. Put it on your spreadsheet. Put a little block oh, on the bottom of your spreadsheet. It. Why it was forgotten. I don't have to add another box. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to do that. <laughs> so, like I said, July 21st, 2006, that same weekend, it opened up against Clerks 2, Lady in the Water, and My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Now, I mean, I wanted to see Clerks 2 because I love Clerks. I wanted to. But Clerks 2 wasn't a, a big opening. It wasn't Clerks 1. Lady in the Water, it, it, it didn't open well. And I think this is after... This is after the village. Is it after the village? Yeah. So that already here already was. This is a uh, Lady in the Water is an M Night Shyamalan movie. And this was also M- Lady in the Water got trashed by reviewers because he kind of trashes reviewers in his well in the movie, in, so. in Lady in the Water. There's yeah, there's a character that's the reviewer that it gets killed. Right, there's a lot of bad press going right. into the movie to begin with. But I will say this: that I enjoy the last twenty to thirty minutes of Lady in the Water very much. That's my favorite part of the movie. I still have to see Lady in the Water. You have never seen it. Something. I didn't eat, I didn't see Monster House in theaters and I remember thinking the trailer was like oh this movie looks pretty good Lady in the Water Clerks 2 I didn't see any of those in theaters I had to, I ended up watching Clerks 2 when it came out I rented it wow. so I don't know why I didn't see any movies during this time but I saw nothing Did you see my super ex girlfriend at all I ended up seeing that on TV Yeah that's all right it's not it's, it's okay it's, it's it's whatever it's forgettable yeah. it's all right Yeah So that's the week of Monster House. And obviously we're in the middle of summer. We're in July. So that, you know, you're going to have a lot of movies that open on the same day. The week after you had The Ant Bully, which is another animated movie that I'm going to tell you right now. Exactly. That look on your face is the same look I had when I even looked at the poster. I do not remember that movie at all. Is the logo red and kind of tall? It's got a giant ant on it. That's all I know. I all I kept thinking was ants, ants. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's not it. Never, never seen this movie. Title's familiar. Don't remember this movie. Never saw it. So, I mean, shame on me, I guess. I don't know. So that's the week after that. All that same. The 28th is also John Tucker must die, which I've seen parts of. I've never seen that movie. Um, And Miami Vice, the remake kind of the Michael Mann movie, which I kind of like. But I like the director's cut 
better oh. than the original. I don't know if I've ever seen the director's cut. I should. I mean, I, I, I know that I didn't love Miami Vice, but I did like it. So maybe I'll check out the director's cut. The director's cut's a lot better. I remember watching Miami Vice and being disappointed that it wasn't as good as Collateral because it looked like it could have been. But I also right. know that like a really bad hurricane ripped through it during production to sure. the point where they delayed it for almost a year. It came back. Oh, interesting. And so it kind of gets split up and he had to rush to get the edit out in time. Right, right. So the, the director's cut kind of fixes a lot of, I don't want to say mistakes, but a lot of pacing issues and stuff like that. Right. Well, don't think I didn't notice nor excuse the fact that you dropped Collateral again in a, in one of our episodes. We've already done that movie. I don't want to hear about I it anymore. I think I told you last episode that I need to plug a past episode <laughs> in every episode. <laughs> so anyways, that was the week after it came out. The week before you had Little Man and You, Me, and Dupree. You got no get nothing there. That's not what Monster House's big problem was. The week before on the 7th was Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Now that's the second one, right? That's the one with the heart. Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's that's a sequel coming off a huge movie. That sequel was big. In fact, that opening weekend for Monster House, it placed second to Pirates in its third week. And second was as high as Monster House got. So although Monster House did well, um, unfortunately, you know, probably everything in that month of July was destroyed by the second Pirates movie, which makes sense. Well, the problem with anything going up against Pirates is it's basically an all-ages film. That's true, too. But it, again, first Pirates is really good. So the second right. Pirate, no matter if it's you like it or don't like it, which it's OK, but if you, it's still going to be big because it's a sequel. Yeah, you want to see it coming off a great right, movie. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So Montrose was directed by Gil Keenan. Uh, you may know him from City of Ember. Poltergeist, the actual re-release, the remake, excuse me, of Poltergeist, which I was OK with. I actually didn't mind it. They did a remake of Poltergeist? You don't remember, but Sam, um, I'm blanking on his name. He just won an Oscar. Rockwell? Yes, Sam, Sam Rockwell's the dad. You don't remember this? It came no. out like came out four years ago. Really? Are you kidding me? We had it at our theater. Remember the remember the poster was the clown that was from the from the kids' room in the first oh, one? Oh yeah. Yeah. You never saw I didn't this? Watch it. And I love Poltergeist. I can't it's not it's not Lexan. It's not oh, you can't beat Poltergeist. Like we're doing we're doing in two weeks, we're gonna be doing the remake of Fright Night. Right. I don't know if it's that level of like, hey, we should do it, but it's not terrible. It's just not the original, but it's not terrible. I definitely, I, I'm going to put that on my. I can't Halloween believe you never list. saw that. Oh my oh, god! Wow, interesting. That's forgotten. <gasps> no, we're not it oh. is forgotten. I four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this had uh, a couple writers. I think the initial writer was Pamela Pettier. She wrote um, Corpse Bride. Nine and Adam's family, which makes sense when we get into this movie because it definitely had a Tim Burton feel. Which Adam's family, the one that's coming out now, the one that the new one, excuse me, the new Adam's family that's coming out in theaters. Well, at the end of this, well, that'll be out. Right? It'll be out. Well, by right, the time it's this out releases. now. Yeah. Out now, or yes, that's right. If you don't remember, we we record these a good month and a half early. Yes, just so that you know we don't miss out on. We make sure that <laughs> we have week episodes. to week. Can, yeah, absolutely. That's another podcast for how we're consistent. Um, but then I believe we got a touch up from Dan Harmon and Rob Schrab. Now, Dan Harmon, I'm sure everyone knows from Rick and Morty and Community. Yep. Um, Rob Schrab uh, is also a comedic writer. He's done uh, the Sarah Silverman pro- program, excuse me, uh, a lot of TV stuff. I think a couple of Rick and Morty episodes. And uh, he has a, the new creep show that's coming out. He did one of the episodes for that. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's got some good people behind it. Music by Douglas Pipes. I probably said that wrong because that doesn't make any sense. That his name would be Pipes. I like it. He did the music for Krampus, The Babysitter, and Trick or Treat. I do like the uh, soundtrack for Trick or Treat. Yes, and I like Krampus the movie, so I'm all about that. Cinematography by Xavier Grobe. 
I probably said that wrong too. Whiskey, he did Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, a couple of Deadwood episodes, and then an episode of the new Watchmen series. Nice. And then produced by a couple of guys. You, I don't know if you go to these guys. They might be uh, a little too indie for everybody. Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. I mean, I couldn't look fight up any of the credits. Exactly. Right. And like, are you sure you said those names right? If you don't know who they are, <laughs> I mean, just uh, enough. <laughs> Starring Steve Buscemi as Nebercracker, Mitchell Musso as DJ, Sam Lerner as Chowder. People might know Sam Lerner from the Goldbergs. Spencer Locke as Jenny. She does a lot of TV mostly. Uh, Catherine O'Hara as the mother. Fred Willard as dad. Maggie Gyllenhaal as Z. Jason Lee as Bones. Kevin James as Officer Landers. Nick Cannon, Officer Lister. Kathleen Turner as Constance. And John Hader as Skull. A lot of people, which is not uncommon for animated films. They just toss a lot of named voice talent in there, named talent, so people will you know, generally go to it and and whatnot. I think you put Zemeckis and Spielberg's name on the poster. You're good. Uh, this is true, too. Uh, yeah, that's actually. Oh, actually, you know what? I got a couple more things here. Um, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Do you know what it lost to, Butler? Mm-hmm. 2007 Awards, 2006 season. That'd be Brave or Up? Nope. That'd be Happy Feet. Oh, OK. I, I like Car- Happy Feet one. I think Cars 2 was that year. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I think ha- was this the first. This might have been the first year that. A Pixar movie didn't win. I'm not sure though. I don't know about that. It might be. Uh, did they win? Did something else Pixar come out the same year Dinosaur came out? Yes, Dinosaur was kind of like a toss in, but it it was not. I want to say Dinosaur came out the same year as was that a couple years ago? Inside Out? No, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I can't. I I don't know. Something I didn't know was that this movie was a motion capture film. Was it was rotos? It wasn't. So the actors were wearing the suits. They were actually performing. This is the first animated film to use Sony's animation rendering software. And as of 2018, so as of last year, this is the first movie, maybe the only movie that is entirely original that used the software. So everything else was like adapted off of something or a remake or a reboot. But this was the first one that was just an original movie. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for my fact. Well, then let me, one of my notes, I'll jump right off Man, from I what really you just said. This. I really love the spreadsheet, but go ahead. <laughs> so you say about how it's it's rotoscoped and not, you know, just mocap rendering. Mocap, yeah. Uh, one of the things I really like about the film is I started watching it. I really like, A, I like how their movements were very, very natural, very cool. And also it ha- gave it a little bit of a claymation feel. Sure. And I wonder if that's part of the rotoscoping because it almost seemed like it skipped a couple frames which is very similar to like how claymation almost looks like when they weren't when they're moving and stuff now i don't know if it's rotoscope because have you ever seen a scanner darkly that's what can i've i've seen that's rotoscope so i don't know if it's rotoscope i think it's motion cap but i don't know it is mocap okay honestly i don't know the difference in i just think i'm looking at what i see so i think it's definitely mocap but i will say that the only thing with the animation is that it's dated did you get I mean, I got a. I mean, that's no no fault to the movie because it's an, it's a movie that's 13 years old. Right. There, there are some things at the very beginning. It did look I was like, eh. like the hair never moves. The hair never moves. Their mouths They're look very weird. plain. Yeah. Um, but I will say when they get into the house. Yeah. Um, once they get captured by the mouth and they're in there and they're shining their flashlight on the different objects in the house. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff does look really good. The Wilson basketball is really detailed, all the dust and stuff on mm-hmm. the furniture. So like some parts I was like, ooh, that actually looks really good. And the house itself, when it starts to become more of a monster mm-hmm. and really break apart, I was really impressed by the 
the amount of detail and the sheer amount of just individual shingles and pieces of wood. And that, at that point, I was like, "Oof, that's got to be claymation or something. It, I remember when I first saw this movie um, and I didn't have actually, honestly, 2006. So we didn't have Veronica at that time. That's my first. That's my um, firstborn. So my wife was pregnant. So this was just me watching it. So which, you know, it's not unusual. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I remember liking it a lot. Uh, and by saying I know I'm saying the animation is dated. Uh, that's not a knock. It's they, it I think I remember at the time really liking. So they probably worked with what they had as best they could. Right. And that's fine. It's I can't you can't really knock something like that. Like just like when you watch the first Toy Story, it compares to Toy Story 4. You're not going to go back and redo that. Like right. they do the Star Wars movies. You're just that's it is what it is. That's that was for the time. Fantastic. Well, Meet the Robinsons was what around the same time, right? I don't remember. This looks better than Meet the Robinsons, which remember. had the power of Disney behind it. Meet the Robinsons, I thought, was very plain. Well, thing. maybe the mocap then has something to do with that. Maybe. And the, just the amount of stuff they throw in the rooms and stuff like that, the, the world felt more alive, even if it wasn't as detailed. You're talking about Monster House. Monster House, okay. yeah. Now, I've, I ended up finding out. But when I was watching it, I was like, what decade is this? Like, I couldn't figure out where, what, time, what time frame it was. Right. Did you know? Did you, I found out, but did you know when this was supposed to take place? I don't know. know? I was confused you guess? as well. Uh, well, they had the cassette tape, but then so I was like, uh, late 80s. And then I saw the cordless phone was very 90s. So I was like, oh, but they got the cordless phones. So I would say, what, which part did they have the cordless phone? Um, Z calls oh, okay. somebody and picks right. up this cordless phone, this really smooth, small cordless phone. And I was okay. like, 92, 93. So this this was supposed to take place in 1983. <laughs> Exactly. I don't Maybe that. some kind of different world in 83. Well, the super soakers that they use, I guess the three ones that they use when they go in, two mm-hmm. of them don't exist in 1983. So anyways, honestly, they probably just kind of like it was like a pseudo reality type thing. But I'm yeah, OK no, with I that. Because def- I, I definitely was getting an 80s, but I'm like, she has a cassette tape. And like and then I'm like, what? No cell phones, no computers. What? What year? What is yeah. this? And I started thinking it was like the 60s or 70s, but I didn't. I Yeah. So 83. That works. I think that works for an animated movie, though. That's fine. I, yeah. yeah, I just couldn't. I, I mean, I couldn't discern what it was. Well, it's like we talked about Zorro in the in uh, a few weeks ago, and we talked about how when you set it in the past, how it, it makes it more watchable. Like if you set it in the past, it it keeps better with over time. It keeps it timeless. Yeah, it's kind of the same with animated films. If you keep it like not set at a certain time, you can show it to kids and they'll be okay with it later on. Like, well, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think, again, we're back to the animation, though. I think what they see now, what you see back then, I think that's going to I don't think kids care too much because kids will watch whatever. Pretty, yeah. So they don't really understand that there's a difference. But I think as you get older, I think you do recognize. That. Oh, yeah. If we were watching some. Oh, man, this looks like old animation. Right. But the kids are just going to be like, oh, that's the type of animation. Right, whatever. Right. Right. Absolutely. I thought that naming your kid Chowder kind of really sets the tone for the kid's life. His name's not Chowder. It is named Chowder. His name is something else no. because they call him by his actual name at one point. His name's Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you adopt the nickname of Chowder then? You're instantly like you're nobody named Chowder is ever going to be the lead in their own story. It's, <laughs> and I question the fact that Chowder has a basketball but sucks at basketball. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, I like how he has to take his basketball and bring it to his friend's house to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, it, we talked about this with 
Meet the Robinsons. And I think we talk about this sometimes with some comedies that you really have to suspend your disbelief with these movies because they are surrealistic. And there's a reason why certain things are like, you know, I'm not going to break down the fact that uh, actually, you know what? Let me reverse that. Let me reverse that. Okay. I, I know that that's that's a thought process that, you know, we're talking about Chowder and his basketball and his name, how he sucks and stuff like that. Yeah. And the fact that like one of the things that I guess is a nitpick for me in this is that the motivations for some of these characters seem off like with chowder when they get into the house, like, you know, he's super scared, but then a second later he's brave. And then a second later he's oblivious because there's a basketball bouncing. He's like, Oh my basketball. And like, and I get it. If you want to argue the animated side of it, like, you know, like that's an animated kids for kids, whatever, that's fine. But again, I always do the argument of like, what I see with Pixar movies, a movie like inside out, you know, a movie like brave, like we talked about, you know, those movies do it and they do it well. Right. Why can't I expect that from other animated movies? And I don't want to necessarily make this a negative for Monster House because I don't think it is. I just think it's a kid's movie. So I should really just accept it as a kid's movie and not really worry about that too much. But then again, there's that motivation. There's, you know, I've seen it done before. I had a similar issue with Chowder. I felt like there was going to be more that because you get the sense of there's going to end up being a rift between the two of them at some point because of DJ's tenacity. He, he wants to go figure out the house. He wants to get into that. And, and Chowder just wants to trick or treat and have a good time. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, as it was happening, and especially when they get out of the house and they had that little they have a little spat in the in the front yard and then they break away and then it's like, ah, I'm back. Yeah. I feel like it's because it's a kid movie. You also want to keep it tight. You want to keep it shorter. So maybe they wanted to do a little bit of that kind of rift and wanted to expand on that chowder DJ, like growing apart kind of a thing. Yeah. But they just didn't have that would have caused, you know, an extra, you know, 10, 15 minutes to your movie. And and chowder has some of the funnier lines in the movie. I, I like chowder a lot. Yeah. The, the, His dialogue's really good. The line that I always laughed. I laughed at back then. And then I laughed for a good two minutes here was when he's on the phone with his dad and the girl comes in. And he's like, kiss my hairy butt. Hey, DJ, you got any beer? <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Yeah. And this is um, our little observation post. Such as it were. <laughs> yeah. Posters are stupid. <laughs> I was going to tear them down and put up some art. Well, dad, why don't you kiss my hairy butt? Hey, DJ, you got any beer? Like I, I couldn't uh, just the way it delivered. It was funny. And then like when she's when they find out that they're they were peeing in the bottles. Oh, yeah. DJ, you pee in bottles. That's not that's not that's your bottle. This one's my bottle. <laughs> um, is this pee? Because if it is, that's really gross. <gasps> DJ, you pee in bottles. What are you talking about? That one's your pee. Uh-uh, it's yours. Now, I found out that. He initially says piss. Oh, really? Yeah, but they took it out because, uh, you know, it's a PG show. I can see that. Kids don't say that word. <laughs> I love when he's uh, he's pushing the, the dummy out with the lizard head to distract the monster yeah. with the cough medicine. He's like, hey, don't be scared. That's not how I trained you. I love you, vacuum cleaner dummy. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing with this movie is it's, like I said before, has a very Tim, Tim Burton-esque vibe very the story arc in terms of just the constance character the constance character is very tim burton-esque yes. yeah um and you know it makes sense who was written by you know when she i had mentioned that uh miss pettier's if i said that name wrong i apologize her uh credits are the corpse bride which is a tim burton's movie nine which i think he produced i don't know if he, he did produce but it was yeah. um 
I don't want to butcher his name. That's okay. Don't worry about it. We did it in last one, but the director of uh, Wanted directed it. Right. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that makes sense in terms of the the storyline, the story arc. Very. I was trying to watch it going, would this scare my kids? I wonder if this would really creep them out. I was watching this with um, my fiance, Elise, and then as we were watching it, especially when like you watch it, we're like, ooh, oh, whoa. And then when yeah. Nevercracker has his little uh, heart attack, yeah. you're like, this is for, and he's when like he, on top when of When he lands DJ. on him, that's really scary. <laughs> you think you could just terrorize my lawn? No, I'm sorry. You want to be a dead person? No, I love life. This place is not a playground for children. Got it from now on. This is my house. Why can't you respect that? Why can't you just stay away from that? <laughs> was like this is for kids yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and then constance in the in the basement as well uh when they go face to face and she just her body disintegrates oh, with the, with and the, the skull down yeah, skeleton like, yeah that's that's pretty hardcore for it a is. kids movie well even like when they he's telling the story of constance and the whole thing and how you know how she dies and 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 the kids make it and how she grabs the axe from him and starts right. throwing it around wielding it and stuff like that um I don't know. Did you like the Constance character? No. Yeah, I, I didn't either. It was it was tough because I, she I mean, I know that she was, you know, had stuff thrown at her when she was yeah. in the circus and probably mistreated, but no, not probably. She's in a cage. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't see enough of that, I think, or at least they or they they made her too over the top mean. Well, they also gave her no dialogue and it very and little. It, di- her only it, dialogue was yelling and screaming and being mean. Yeah. And it made her. Um, like I wondered if, uh, like I just wondered if, like there was I don't know I I wondered about her backstory. I would have at least needed more kids treating her poorly and more, a little bit more during that flash. It could have just been an extra you know three minutes, yeah, of maybe her falling in love with Nebercracker or them talking a little bit more. They or, never have a conversation. They never. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to take you away from here. All right. He says everything. I love you. I'm going to take you away. You want me? To, and she's just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like she, like, like almost like she can't talk. And, uh, right. Like, and, and that's fine. But like, it, it kind of leaves it one sided where like, uh, I mean, I, I know we're supposed to feel bad for her, but like then, but she's ultimately the, the, the bad guy, quote unquote, because she's the the house, she's almost like right irredeemably bad because you know see right. the good in her, right. So I'm wondering if that was a choice to just kind of like give her as little dialogue as possible, and the fact that she she misses she just maybe what five words six words right, and then you cast Kathleen Turner just I mean because you put a name there you want a like name that, yeah that kind of bugs me because it's just like come on anybody could have done that I mean it's, how much money is how much more money is Kathleen Turner bringing into this movie, you know in 2006. That you need to put her in the movie. Come on, kids. We got to see that Kathleen Turner flick. <laughs> so, yeah. So I wasn't. The constant stuff was a little, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed that. But I've also noticed this is a movie where, and again, I know it's a kid's movie, so it's typical. Sure. But I thought this was maybe a little further than normal where every adult is a jerk. Oh, my God. Yes. Big time jerk. Yes. Big time jerk. Mean. Like. Even just, their parents, even his parents are jerks. Yeah, the super mean, super like not oblivious. Now, granted, this is the 80s. I, so maybe it, being a parent 
not that I'm this way, but I, I have come across many other parents who are helicopter parents, if, if you know what I mean. Do you know what that phrase means? I've heard it before. So but... basically, they hover over their children. All right. And mm-hmm. they're like always like on top of them. Doting. Like you're doing okay. This. Yeah, that's right. You, get, you, okay, you okay? You okay? But like, it's always great when the helicopter, uh, when the helicopter kind of glides over your children and they start talking to your children and you're just going to be like, whoa, <laughs> we got, we're good. You know, we're good. Like that kind of, you have to have that conversation. But uh, so, yeah, so. Back in the 80s, people just were like, you know, obviously you see the memes all the time on Facebook. Remember when going to everyone was on their bikes and they're all around and it's like, you know, it's like, well, it's a different world now. Okay, kids, yeah. don't, kids don't do that. And I honestly, when my kids are on the front yard, I make sure that I'm out there keeping an eye on them because honestly, you don't know. But back then, eh, you know, kids can do whatever they want. So I guess, you know. Parents maybe were oblivious to some of that, the dangers of the world. Maybe, I'm okay with the then. obliviousness. I'm okay with the kids doing but you're whatever right, they, they were want. Jerks, yeah. But they're jerks. But even like the mom's just like, yeah, all right, whatever, whatever. And the dad yeah. hits chowder with his car. Yeah, he backs doesn't right apologize. Yeah, I know. Runs over his mask. Yeah. Won't say I love you to his son. He knows it. He knows it. I don't have to say it. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh come on. And then uh, babysitter. The ba- Z is mean. And then her boyfriend Skull is it Skull or Bones? It's Bones. Bones. Skull is the other guy. Skull is the is the arcade guy. Fun fun fact, Butler. Mm-hmm. The backstory of them is that they actually were in a band together, Skull and Bones, because that's, that's the hat. The she's hat. Yeah, yeah, I figured. So that and so that's you know that's the little and the and the thing that she the cassette tape she puts in is supposed to be them playing. Yeah. Now let's talk about how Bones looks like he's forty five years old in this movie. Like he clearly looks like an old man. Like I'm like. What? He's a strung out, probably high school or college dropout. Yeah. And With he's not nice. Teeth. He is the meanest. He yeah. just starts for no reason attacking DJ and like yeah. working out the stuff. Like, oh, and she's like, oh, he's so funny. It's like, oh, come on. And they definitely, they definitely walk that line where she kicks him out of the house and they're like, he'll like pull around and goofing off. And yeah. They definitely cross that line where like me and you know what's going on there. Right. But, you know, kids aren't going to figure that out. But we know what's happening there. And it's just like, oh, man, you really there's a couple of times where it goes right to the point of is this PG or PG-13? And then it comes back. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely that stuff, which I guess watching it now and when I watched it back then, I appreciate because it's not a kiddie movie. Right. Like, I'm not going to don't get me wrong. I'm sure this I'm sure Trolls World Tour is going to be very fun for kids. But I am not breaking down the doors to go see that with my kids unless they drag me to that. So, right. You know, so I so if something like Monster House two came out. Yeah, be okay. Say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also thought it was surprising that he's drinking a beer when they're when they're fooling around and he takes it out of the house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, the kids, alcohol in the kids movie. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's like the same thing though in Incredibles two. They're drinking whiskey at one of the parties, and I was surprised about that. But. Well, I mean, as my twelve year old likes to tell me, she's going on thirteen, really going on eighteen. And she's in middle school. I know all the swear words. I know all the, everyone's swearing in school. My kid next to the locker is saying the yes word constantly. I'm like, that's great. That's great. I get that. That's growing yeah. up. So, and I get yeah. you know, kids aren't oblivious to the fact that, you know, no, adults drink and swear yeah. and do all this stuff. But yeah. I mean, not that I don't like it. I like that they're doing that because then it's not hand holding kids. It's, mm-hmm. it's still kid appropriate, but it's not making, not presenting a world that's super unrealistic, which makes it a little scarier when yep. it's like, okay, this is a world that's real. It's not a cartoony Disney world. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. Well, all, all the adults are jerks. I thought the, <laughs> I thought the dialogue was really, really well done, though. I thought the, I, I really enjoyed the dialogue in the film. I liked uh, Chowder and DJ's banter. I liked 
the cops, Kevin James and Nick Cannon's cops characters were, were, pre- they were, were pretty good. They were, uh, of course, they were adults. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that they cast Kevin James because the cop was initially overweight? Or do you think that when they cast Kevin James, they made the cop overweight? And if so, don't you think that annoys Kevin James at the fact that he got that role? Granted, though, granted, I think this is when he was first starting to become a star. So he's just going to pop it. I think, yeah, I think yeah. he'd be OK yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, they probably had the copy overweight beforehand. Yeah. I'm sure they already sketched out. I read something where they like were that. talking about they had they constantly when they were doing characters, always one, one thin, one overweight, one thin, one overweight, one thin, one overweight. Like, I was like, well, I don't get that. What is what does that have to mean? Anything? I, thought, I didn't understand. That. Make it more real world. I, don't I, know. I guess. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that. Adults I didn't get are that fat. Comment. <laughs> shape, make them more jerks. Make them make them the monsters as well. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, how about the fact that? Well, uh, did I? I Broke off your train of thought. Did I? We were talking about just the dialogue. Well done. Uh, how about the fact that when they're getting chased by the house, and it's ripping up the street, nobody comes outside. I granted, the same thing. Granted, it's Halloween, and we've already seen the kids the out. We saw a trick or treater, yeah. and he's like, "I have to get. To, I have to stop them." Well, if you notice, the trick or treaters came down in a line, as <laughs> as trick or treaters normally do. They just they just leave their house, all go to one end and start oh, yeah. like it's a race. That's yeah. how trick-or-treating works. Yeah, it's very convenient that yeah. there's nobody outside. It's a parade of trick-or-treaters. What happened to the other side or this house right here? Or next, <laughs> like You go to the first house you're closest to and work your way from there. Yeah. I don't know any trick-or-treaters that go, all right, let's start in the back and work our way forward. Yeah. And again, it's a kid's movie. I get it. Yeah. But seriously, that's a little bit like Nobody rag. Nobody here heard this. Well, the end with the explosion. That explosion was huge. It was, it was like the, half the size of the town. No one heard it. No one's confused. No mm-hmm. one's wondering. Mm-hmm. No car alarms went off. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Nebelcracker's house? It turned into a monster, so I blew it up. Trick or treat. Going back to the adults being jerks thing. Maybe the reason the adults are jerks and overweight and why, you know, Bones looks gross (laughs) is goes back to the beginning of the film where DJ doesn't really want to go trick or treating anymore. He thinks they might be too old for trick or treating. It might just be um, the theme of of trying to stay as young and innocent while you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up, the grownups are the monsters. Constance is a monster. You know, Nebercracker is a monster because they're old and the adults are, are jerks. And the whole thing is don't grow up. Right. Enjoy your childhood while you can. And that's like one of the themes. And maybe that's why the um, adults are, are as jerky as they are, because it fits with the theme. Yeah. I mean, that's that makes sense. That's plausible. That's that's I mean, I'm living living that right now. Just kind of like growing up. And when you when you when you've done that with this or you will be dealing with this or <laughs> are dealing with this when you're creative or when you're doing something that's in the creative field, writing, directing, acting, podcasting, you know, um, you know, I think a lot of people not not make fun, but just kind of like, oh, that's great. You know, don't really pay no mind to it because when you get to when you're an adult, you need to get serious, quote unquote, and you need to make money and you need to earn and you need to whatever right. you need to put foolish things away, foolish things aside. And, and what's amazing that I can you can probably all name like 10 movies at the top of your head that deal with that kind of theme. And, you know, I don't believe I don't I, I, I don't understand at what point where. When you grow up, all the dreams that you had as a kid are supposed to just go away. I mean, I mean, I see my kids now and they're creative and everything. And I say to them, just keep going. You know, just you want to write, write. You want to draw, draw. You know, you want to do, just do it. Don't, and don't stop. Don't let anyone tell you to stop. Because when you become an adult, 
you don't suddenly know everything. You don't suddenly have everything figured out. Right. And maybe it's maybe it's okay to, you know, to let yourself still be that kid on the inside. And the fact that in this movie, these adults are jerks. Honestly, we probably know people that are jerks too, that just kind of like have given up on stuff and oh, absolutely, hate, yeah. hate when other people are happy or hate when other people are doing something and want to tear it down. Everybody knows that. Like when you have people who are criticizing you about anything you're doing, it, it, the critique is not about you. The critique is about them. You right. Know? So you can't. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense in this movie that they're jerks for that reason. And yeah, I agree with that. So screw them. <laughs> I didn't mean to get serious there for a second. Whoa. <laughs> Don't give up on your jokes. Did you notice the Stephen King homages? I've got two. Okay, bring them. Well, I mean, I the house is an homage from the third book in the Dark Tower series. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then the mechanical monkey from one of his shorts. The monkey, or whatever it was. I never I never read it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a, a common fable, the the monkey. No, the monkey's paw. The mon- the monkey's. Uh, yeah. Is that when he wrote that about the monkey's paw? I think he wrote a story about it. Okay, well, I'm, not, I'm not positive, but the monkey's paw is like a. Look at uh, oh, the Simpsons also did a monkey paw. Yeah, everyone does a monkey's paw. Um, that's that, that's like an, any kind of anthology series. Like even in friggin' um, even in um, uh, the new Twilight Zone, his second episode was the monkey paw, right? Didn't he do a monkey's no, paw? Was it? I, I thought I, so. I, I, I have I have to catch up on i never watched no them. the second episode of twilight zone is the airplane well, what's the first one i thought the i thought there was a comedian. i thought he did a monkey's paw one it's possible maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking of something i'm else. only two episodes in i gotta I'm watch no, the rest I'm of it no episode then because every time i mention it someone's like oh it's not that good everyone's like not giving me it's an anthology series you're gonna get really good ones you're gonna get okay ones i thought the first episode was really good the second episode's okay yeah but i'm gonna go back to it at some point i'm waiting for the amazing stories reboot on apple that's still coming. It's still coming, but yeah. it's been they're working gonna, on for a while. They're long not gonna time. do it. They're not gonna do it. And they're gonna do or they're gonna do it. And it's gonna stink. Now that the, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna stink. Um, did you know that the uh there were two bullies that were in the beginning of this movie that were, were like making fun of DJ, but they cut him because they thought it'd be too mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh I think the parents are already really mean and the the, the they don't need that. The boyfriend. Yeah, you yeah. don't really need you don't need a bully supply. You don't you get the point that they're kind of not the most popular kids. Yeah. Yeah. They make that pretty clear right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Chatter wears a cape on his <laughs> on his back and, and the kid's like twelve years old. Come yeah. on. <laughs> That's it's you, Philo. Oh, it's a girl. <laughs> oh it's a girl house <laughs> which he's right but yeah everyone's got a uvula <laughs> it controls your gag reflex I don't got one <laughs> Did you watch the credit sequence? Because they'll because in the movie the 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 house eats a bunch of people. Eats the two cops. Yeah, I, I the watched. Dog. The, yeah, they actually had to put the people coming out of the eats bones. I, I had to put them coming out of the house out of the hole because it, otherwise it would have gotten like a PG thirteen rating. Oh, because yeah, they, they had, had to show them died. alive. Yeah, so they had to show the, the dog and the and the and the people coming out. When the credits first started rolling, I put the notes. Oh, my, my note was like, oh, snap, the house actually eats people. And then the credits, he, they undid it. I had to delete it. I was like, oh, cop outs. So I started deleting it. <laughs> well, I'm curious, like, where were they in the house? Were they like cocooned somewhere? Exactly. If you're going to add, have to add that back in your credits, you need to add something within your movie where, like, you can see that they might still be alive. Yeah. Because they, they're they dead. <laughs> um. I like uh, 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 put this under the 
Hey, it's just a kids movie, Mike, but like no big deal. Just a couple of preteens operating a giant digger at the end. That, that, yeah, that's right. We're good. We're good. How does it work? I think like this. When they're hanging out, they're super casual about starting it. Oh, stop, stop, stop. How do you stop the thing? Okay, so uh, you're going to come with me to this thing. It's like they're <laughs> really casual about just even turning it on. Yeah. It, it, but again, file that under it's a kids movie. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> also, I loved when he's trying to tell the house that he's got to, you know, this is He's going to basically tell him, Number Cracker's telling the house, I got to blow you up. Yeah. But it's all right. Don't worry. It's cool. Haven't I done everything for you? And then he lights the match on the, on the, on the board, like honor, mm-hmm. like, like, I'm going to rub it in. Shink. Like, it's like <laughs> basically the equivalent of like lighting it on someone's cheek. No, this is good for you. Just be quiet. Got to blow you up. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I like the uh, foreshadowing. I like that they went to the construction yard earlier. I like that they turn on the bulldozer and then they come back to it later on. Mm-hmm. And I also like that because uh, when they first went to the construction yard, I, I was thinking, why? Like, why are you presenting this whole new set for no reason? Right. Um, I do like that they brought it back. I also liked because they, they made it kind of casual. DJ kept making the baskets um, when he was throwing the basketball, like swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. Right. Well, that could and be. then he ended up using he ended up being the one, you know. But I didn't see a gooseneck the dynamite on the of that throw. Thing. Like when you're, they teach you to play basketball, you, the gooseneck, you wave him goodbye to the, to the dynamite. I didn't see that, so. Well, he just ended up dropping it down. I figured That's he'd true. do a more well, of a basketball it. throw, but at least, yeah, he dumped oh, it. Oh, yeah, you're saying that you thought that that would be... that would. I come. thought he'd throw... But I mean, it just does still kind of come back because he is the one that ends up putting the dynamite in the hole, but... True. It's a little bit of foreshadowing that I liked. That's good. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what I didn't like. The line that Skull has when he goes, you make me want to throw up in a tinfoil and eat it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. I didn't there. really pay attention to that like, line, but gross. Yeah. Well, I heard the line and then I'm like, is that just John Hader going, this is going to be funny because it doesn't make sense. So it'll be funny. I wrote Napoleon Dynamite. I Did, he wrote that? No, he didn't. Napoleon Dynamite's his movie. He didn't write it. Uh, he did not write that. Listen, Check buddy. that. I'm Check gonna, those facts because I don't believe he wrote let's that. Let's pause this cast for a second. I'm going to go in and uh, we're going to pause the cast for station identification. You're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast starring Mike Butler and Mike Field. And now we're going to be sued because we're using the, we're using the theme from Girl from Ipanema. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who wrote this? I do know that he broke his ankle on the first day on set for this movie. Because he tripped over wires. For Monster House? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, is that, that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> you fractured your ankle. That's pretty cool. Oh, you're right. Jared Hess wrote Oh, in your face. I was always so sure he Why would wrote you think he wrote that? Because I was always pretty sure it was his stupid movie. It's why I've always hated him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate Napoleon Dynamite. Fun fact, Napoleon Dynamite will not be a forgotten cinema. Ooh, you know what I was thinking that we should do special episodes for our, when we start doing the Patreon where it's an episode where like whether you love the movie and I hate it or I love the movie and you hate it and it's just we're just fighting each other. That Ooh, would be more angry. angry well, I mean, like, like in a good way. But yes. Yeah, I thought that forgotten cinema good. feuds. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. We, but that could be like a good like kind of thing to offer for hey, spoiler alert. We're going to be asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, we could do that. But that was interesting. Do you like that. Napoleon Dynamite? Uh I could take it or leave it. I wasn't it it was a it was a big indie and it put a lot of people got a lot of people indoors, like, you know, to do other stuff, which is fine. But like nah, I I, I wasn't like I wasn't like one of those people who were like, Oh my god, this movie's so great, I need to get this shirt, I need to get my vote for Pedro shirt going. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like that. 
I despise. Well, I didn't despise it. I just wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of Nacho Libre, which was, I guess, their second one. Nacho Libre was okay. That's the one that I could take or leave. Yeah. Nah, I just, it was whatever. I, I wasn't like, oh, you know, I wasn't in love with it and I wasn't like necessarily hating on it like you are at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, we all make different movies that people aren't going to like, Butler. Listen, it's all subjective. If you yeah. like Napoleon Dynamite, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> but don't come at me with stupid quotes. That's the Napoleon beauty. Dynamite. That's Dynamite. the beauty of art and cinema. And it's it's all subjective. Yeah. There's really nothing that is I mean, you may love something or hate something, but someone else feels the exact exact opposite of them. And and hopefully that you can have that conversation with that person in a good way. Oh, absolutely. Where it's there are some quote unquote movie nerds out there, which we both know, and I know we're thinking of the same person that cannot have that conversation. Because it, they just don't understand that it's it's about the discussion, not a, you're not trying to change minds. You're just trying to like talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put forth what you enjoyed about it. But some people just can't do that, and that's true in any any facet of life. You know, those people that can't do it, I generally don't talk to about movies because <laughs> <laughs> it just it just doesn't go anywhere. Do you think the cops were a little overly harsh on the kids? Well, I think they goes in line with what you were saying about all the jerks. Yeah. I just, they they were, yeah. I I love the fact that he drinks the cold medicine. I I thought that was hilarious when he's like, okay. I don't understand how it's going to get you any kind of high other than being drowsy. Um, well, cough medicine's got alcohol in it. It's got a, it's got a proof. In 1983. Okay. In 83. Sure. Maybe, maybe it's basically codeine. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, That makes sense. I guess that makes sense. But I mean, when the cops first tell him, you know, get lost and DJ's house is across. the street, I mean, live across the street oh, and he's yeah. marching him with the car like, right the, behind. Yeah, him. That's a little. I was like, whoa. But again, it's the 80s. Paul. That's true. <laughs> These are the Stranger Things kids before Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, we talked about Bones's look, how he's 45. <laughs> I actually had a real, not only did I have a real problem with his face, I actually had a real problem with DJ's face, just in terms of like the look of it. Like he looked ghoulish, like in terms of like he looked like he's from the Corpse Bride, the movie. You know what I mean? I was okay. I mean, I'm talking about just, I guess, because he, DJ has a long face. Well, it's very back gaunt. to the Tim Burton kind of. No, I get that, but Tim Burton didn't make this movie. I get that, but I think that's what they were trying to go for. They were trying to go for that kind of spookier look, that almost like claymation type look. So like, why do you hey, make your lead spooky? It's a Halloween-based movie. Here's the I thing. Guess. Why'd this movie come out in July? That's a good question. And now that it reminds me, why was it forgotten? I mean, honestly, though, it made a lot of money. So I don't, I don't, and it got generally got reviewed well and people liked it. Right. But again, why are, why don't you ever hear about it? I mean, I'm asking, I'm legit me. I'm legitimately well, asking you while I'm watching it. I have watched other children's Halloween things. I mean, granted, I'm older now. Trying, I'm looking at this as from an adult because I never watched it as a child. It came out after I was already grown up. When I was growing up, there were Halloween things for kids that were legitimately scary. Sure, that that really kind of was like, oh, that's that's pretty creepy. I mean, I grew up with like scary stories to tell in the dark, which is now a movie. But even the book series was was scary. There was the uh, show, uh, the TV movie, uh, the Halloween Tree, I think it was called, which right. was 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 creepy for me as a kid. I mean. We had Halloween stuff that that really generally scared you. Mm -hmm. And I think nowadays kids live in, I don't want to sound like a freaking, like one of those like grownups who are like kids and like you already brought up. 
kids nowadays don't like kids nowadays are sheltered in terms of like like it's almost like it's not okay to scare kids it's almost like it's not okay uh, to take them out of their comfort zone it's not okay to 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 show spooky stuff it's not it's you know everything halloween for kids has to be this really p like rated g just funny don't scare kids Mm -hmm. nothing creepy nothing scary nothing Mm -hmm. even remotely violent or harsh or something that plays on their fears and kids need to be scared I, it's a way to teach lessons it, it's a yeah, way to yeah. do that i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when kids are scared right? exactly and i think nowadays in, in, hold on in terms of watching movies not just like i generally scare my children <laughs> yeah, go, exactly. just when you watch movies yeah, yeah. I, I understand and it's like like look at the old fairy tales and stuff like that was always like teaching a lesson but the things didn't turn out well for the original you know little mermaid or cinderella and stuff yeah. like that and those those stories had were meant to scare kids and teach them lessons. And I feel like nowadays we're not teaching kids lessons through that. And I think everyone thinks, oh, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And then when you so when you get a movie like Monster House, where it is legitimately creepy in some parts or a little adult in some parts and shows the world how it really is. Parents who want to shield their kids and don't want to show like a lot of parents. I mean, maybe oh, you'd show go. Monster House to your kids, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of parents would watch it. I'm going to screen this first before I show it to my kids, even though it's already PG cartoon movie you know going we get in, people you know. in the theater that are like that too is this appropriate for my kids it's a cartoon movie pretty pg yeah well i think, well, it's, I think it's okay seen a sausage party <laughs> exactly <laughs> or ted and they're like oh what's in it well, it's like well the one character drinks well i can't the character drinks a beer i can't do it's like kid drinking a beer yeah it's like oh the, the house is creepy or it does eat people and right. it's like, well that's too violent for my kids and i feel like this movie might be too creepy for today's sensitive parents and viewers <laughs> i i feel like that might be why it's like okay this is maybe a little much to show my kid sure. uh i think that I don't, I don't know if that it's changed I, I think maybe the loudest people in the room have changed in terms of you only hear about true parents that are just kind of like like you're saying like are are, are trying to protect their kids yes. i think those are those are now the loudest people in the room rather than before it was common sense people. I, I don't want to go off topic and just kind of get into a deep dive of the society as a whole. But I will <laughs> just say that when you're when I talk about the loudest people in the room, you're at a party. The whole the world's a party. And normally at the party, the loudest people in the party are the common sense people, the people that are like, relax, calm down. That's not what this is about. Now it's more of the extreme side, both sides. Right. Anyways. Any, any side. Those are the people that are the loudest in the room. And the common sense people are just kind of like, oh, enough. I'm, t- I'm tired of dealing with it. And they just kind of move aside. And I get that because I'm like that. I don't, I don't want to get... I've told you this constantly. Yep. There are situations at the theater with our work, people we work with, customers. But I already know where the conversation is going to go if I enter. You know, because I've done it already. And I know where we're going to... And, you know, and I know it's going to end in an argument and not that I'm afraid to argue, but it's just been there, done that. And I'm tired of having the same kind of argument or discussion about it. Right. But so, you know what? Honestly, are those the fights that are worth fighting? Maybe. But yeah, no, I hear you. So in terms of kids and excuse me, in terms of parents with their children and protecting them from stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's just all, there's a lot of that going on. and. Good or bad, uh, that's not how we do it here at, at the field household. Nice. You know, I mean, it's not. Now, mind you, I'm not going my way to, hey, listen, kids, sit down. We're going to go watch uh, 
<laughs> we're going to watch Trick or Treat. Here we go. Now, it's not like I'm doing that. Partly because I don't want to have to deal with the getting up at three in the morning for the for, for the uh, that's, nightmares. That's part of what happens. I don't need. Well, I don't need to deal with that. <laughs> but but like something like Monster House, like I'm fine with that. Like even um, Veronica, she's 12. Like I said, going on 13, there's been some PG-13 movies she's wanted to see. And I've had to just kind of like watch them just to kind of see if, you know, would, you know, am I going to have to explain that? But, you know, I've let her I've let her watch a couple and, you know, but she's more kind of like not afraid, but just kind of like nervous to watch certain things. Like so, so she won't watch stuff. She doesn't want to watch something that scares her. It's the middle kid that I have to worry about because she's going to be something that Penelope is going to gonna really want to watch stuff a lot and and that's fine you know she wanted to watch ghostbusters for the longest time the original i was like all right if i just watch it you know i watched i've been watching Ghostbusters. yeah i know but like you know there's stuff in there that like i could have been like oh my god what is she gonna discern from from dan Aykroyd's dream when she opened you know what i mean like that kind of stuff but it's like at that point i'm like she's not gonna discern anything she's yeah i didn't know anything right exactly she's not gonna understand the only scene i wasn't allowed to watch when i was younger because i'd been watching ghostbusters since i was like five was that I wasn't allowed to watch uh, the librarian when she turns. It's evil scary because that's scary. Yeah. Um. And even the, the taxi driver kind of creeped me out when I was a kid when the ghosts start invading. Right. Okay. But yeah. other than that, it was fine. It's just the library scene was the one scene my mom was like, "You just can't watch the library scene." Yeah, I can understand that. So, but PG thirteen movies. That's, when I was younger, I was allowed to watch all those. That's like it reminds <laughs> me of. Do you remember the Simpsons when they're watching Finding Nemo and he and and uh, what's his face Millhouse is telling him like, "There's a chapter one." Oh yeah, when she yep. dies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, yeah. If we're, if if you're, at, I mean, so the question is, would I show my children? Oh no, that's not the question. The question, the question was, was, why is this forgotten? It also came out in July. Yeah, but it made money. But it made know, money, but then maybe it was already forgotten about by Halloween and people weren't thinking of it as a Halloween movie. Right. Maybe. I mean, you could also think about like what was coming out in um, that time frame for for Halloween. Like maybe there was a kids movie coming out around Halloween. So you're thinking that just because within the period of the couple of weeks around it, there wasn't really a big kids movie, but maybe, maybe yeah. later on there was something that trumped it within like its... Right. Well, we're at the time where it should be memori- well, there, memorable. It, yeah. The only kid, I mean, the kid movie after that is the Amp Bully. And the fact that me and you do not remember that movie should tell you that probably that wasn't a good, that movie was not a threat to Monster House. No. So, so in that regard, maybe I'm saying like maybe in October. Right. Did, do you have that? Do you, did you look at uh, it? Let's see. Nothing the first week. Nothing the second week. Uh, uh, no, that's not a kid's movie. Uh, let's see. Flicka? That's not animated. That's with the, about the horse with Allison Lohman. That's actually not that bad. Uh, and uh, no, Saw 3? No. Uh, so yeah, nothing really. I don't know. Maybe maybe it just like it's like in the summertime, both me and you know, there's always a kids movie every month. A new kids movie every oh, month. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe just that's where it slotted it's in. Away. Maybe yeah. it's the animation style. I think it's not your traditional animation. Yeah, I think. I th- OK, I, I think probably what makes this movie forgotten or people don't really talk about. I think it's probably a combination of the fact that the animation's dated or we said it's animation dated, um, that it's a little creepy, that maybe parents do not really push it too much. Right. Maybe it's not a Disney movie. <laughs> so maybe that's why Well, you look at like Shrek is shown all over the place. Oh, gosh, happy Feet yeah. got a happy feet, too. And three. But, Shrek, but it's not it's also not. Maybe that's it too. It's, it's not, not really a comedy. It is comedic, but it's not really. That's not the main lot, genre. Yeah, there aren't a lot of laugh right. out loud moments, right? So maybe that's why it's not kind of you know people don't kind of see it a lot because I mean think of it like this: you're 
I don't know, TNT or your A&E or whatever, and you're trying to like come up with a slate of kids movies to show, that's probably a movie you don't want because you don't know. Oh, that's a little unknown. That's a question mark there. But I right. know that Trek 1 through 3 is going to get the viewers. So maybe that's why, too. And in terms of how, come Halloween time, is it really creepy enough and not funny enough? Like it, it doesn't go to one or the extreme or the other? Well, it's, I'll tell you what. It's not going to be a movie that kid, they're going to show you it, it, in like the school because I'll tell you the movie they show to kids in school and it's that Spookly the Square Pumpkin. That movie is oof, tough to watch. It's a kid's movie. It's about a pumpkin that's square, not round. And it's very VeggieTale-ish. So it's very... Eh. It's eh. I watched the Halloween tree. That was a mistake. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well there you go then. Maybe, maybe your parents should have... Uh, protected you from uh oh they didn't know i was watching halloween Trip. oh very it was good. just on like disney channel or or something like that so kids listen, to, listen to school. your parents kids listen to your parents <laughs> especially my kids listen to me it was informative <laughs> it taught you about the halloween around the, the world yeah they just also taught you about death which is a little unnerving but needs to be taught <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i think it does give a good halloween vibe though i mean it, it takes place in the fall it looks like halloween time in any suburban area basically so I think in terms of putting this in Forgotten Horror, it works, especially as as our kids. Oh, yeah. Feature. Yeah. Like we want to try to do different things. So, yeah. So I don't know. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Excellent. So uh, now we've come to the time where we plug. Sure. Right? OK. So I'll go. Go. I'm going. Stop. Stop. Cut me off. Right. <laughs> I'm going. I have. You know what? Go to my website. Please, I don't know why. Go to my website. Uh, if you're interested in stuff that I've done in terms of writing uh, or any stuff I've produced, you know, video-wise, uh, I've got a couple web series, short films. Uh, there's a couple scripts on the site that you can actually read excerpts from if you're interested. Uh, that's my website's uh, Michael D, as in David, MichaelDfield.com. Uh, you can also, if you're interested in one, like, hey. Mike, you've got a couple books you wrote there. That is correct. And that is part of the Adam Parker mystery series. And those are available on Amazon. And you can actually get to those links as well on the website. I have a little tab for books and you can get there. Everything you want to know about everything that I have done is on that website. So please go. Also, feel free to visit ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com where uh, every week we have a new episode. Uh, you want to look at some older weeks, older stuff that we've talked about. I know that but that keeps dropping collateral in there. We've done uh, the last of it. If you want to, if you're looking for a kid's movie, and I think we pretty much did not curse in this episode, right? Because we try to not curse in the, listen, if we well, curse, Mike's going to cut it out. So yeah. you, you did say a couple things. You did say a couple things too. Don't you? I said don't, freaking. What did I say? Did I swear? You, you oh, I'll about, cut this out. You said suck, which. Oh, oh my God. They, they're not allowed to say on Nickelodeon. I'll uh, tell you that. Well, this isn't Nickelodeon. This oh, okay. Is, you know, you just, we just had a conversation. Do you let your kids say suck? Well, they say it. Because when, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was not allowed to my say wife, suck. My wife constantly tells my kids they suck. Like, like jokingly, <laughs> but she's like, oh, you suck. And they're oh, like, yeah, oh, parents, mommy said suck. I go, well, you suck. My parents were in front of me all the time, but I yeah. just wasn't allowed to say the word. Suck well, that, was well, one of those words. Listen, this is, this is, fine. if you want to know how it goes. If in this the is the new age. This, no, suck is if fine, you want to know how fine. it goes in the field family, <laughs> basically, we don't, we don't swear in front of our children. Although my wife did swear one time and she denies it, but she did. We don't swear in front of my children, but we tell them, listen, you're going to hear stuff and you, I can't stop that, but don't say it because if you say it, then it's a problem. So. Right. That's yeah, that was the right. threat of grounding was why I right. didn't swear when I was young. So yeah, so that that's pretty. I mean, because honestly, parents, I like I tell my wife, it's all about survival. You just have to get. <laughs> you just you just have to just treat them, you know, like treat them right, but like train them right. 
<laughs> teach them the things, you know, teach, teach them to love everybody and teach them to, you know, be supportive and be good people and, and live in this world and be kind to everybody. But like, you just, you just have to survive the, when the, cause they're going to yell at you. They're, Mike, when you have kids, they are going <laughs> to, they are going to test your limits to no end. Just, <laughs> you just have to just kind of like, and listen, I'm not saying that I, you know, wasn't like, you know, yelling back. I had it, but, but, you know, I have learned that that doesn't help. So anyways, where was I? <laughs> so, yeah, I think so, we were plugging stuff. Well, what I was saying was that we just had a conversation about how, like, you know, people are like parents are protecting kids from too many things. I, I, sucking is not a sucks, not a bad word. OK, so you keep that sucking. Man. OK. I just, uh, and if any parents don't like that, I'm sorry. But anyway, my point was that if you want, if you're trying to look for another kids movie that we've done, we did Meet the Robinses, Mike dropped. And I think. Season three, we've got Bolt planned, right? Yes, we right. do. We do. So we do try to drop a kid's one in there every once in a while just because we want to, you know, shake it up. I mean, not that there aren't. We don't throw in other movies that I think are no family-friendly issues yeah, as well. We try. They're PG. Yeah, we try. So anyways, this is the roundabout way of saying ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. Feel free to check out our old episodes. If you want to give us a suggestion, uh, you know, there's a contact form on the page. You can also reach us at ForgottenCinemaPod at gmail.com. Uh, actually, the contact form goes straight to that, too. So you can just do that as well. And uh, yeah, follow us on the social medias. Yeah, Facebook, we are Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram a lot more than anything. So that's probably our best medium, mm-hmm. which is probably true of a lot of podcasters out there. So, yeah, drop us a line because we do respond back. Uh, I do respond back. That's right. Uh, yeah, you don't do anything. But uh, it is nothing. You're the guy with the master's degree in, in social media. Marketing. Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the talent. Okay. I also I also control the narrative, so don't forget that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I saved you from saving saying supposedly in the last episode. Yeah, because you've never said a word that doesn't mean anything. Uh, never. You're 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 faultless. <laughs> you're perfect. Uh, misremembered. <laughs> <laughs> as I as I like to tell people that always tell me that you know what the great are what the great at you're the best butler. <laughs> Listen, you just told me I'm the worst. I had to defend myself. <laughs> All right. Take it away. So uh, I've got two other podcasts I do. I've got Crack and Open, a podcast I do with my fiance, Elise, about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every episode, we crack open a new craft beer. We talk about the brewery. We talk about the style of beer. We talk about what we think of the beer, what we think it tastes like, and stuff like that. We don't really review the beer because I don't think that's fair. Everybody's got different tastes, but we do talk about it in the history of that style of beer. And then we, uh, as we're sipping that beer, we talk about the latest pop culture news, what's going on in, you know, TV, movies, streaming sites, that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in hearing me talk about more modern stuff or more stuff that's more recent, that's where I talk about it. I've also got two player bros that I do with my brother, Alex. It's a podcast about two brothers who play way too many video games where we talk about the latest previews and news and reviews about Video games on all systems, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, and VR. And those podcasts are available wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just like Forgotten Cinema. Exactly. And on all the social medias as well. And join us next week when we're going to be doing the 1976 horror movie Burnt Offerings, starring Karen Black, Oliver Reed, and Burgess Meredith, a movie directed by Dan Curtis. That I have never seen. I have never heard of until Butler brought it up. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, real, uh, yeah. So burn offerings next week for Forgotten Horror. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Horror. Keep it spooky. Stop. <laughs>
with that nonsense. <laughs> that is not. I don't know why you're laughing. You're the best butler. <laughs> <laughs>